I think somebody may have pressed the wrong button. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I tried turning it off and on again. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the momentary muffin man. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? What has everyone been up to? Al, Brett went first last week, so you can go first this week. Well, I can double whammy because I've been up to the same things that you've been whammy. up to. You have. So uh, last week, um, <clears throat> I had the week off, in inverted commas, <clears throat> in audible inverted commas, um, to travel down to Somerset um, to help out with the forge and film some cooking videos. So we filmed uh, four recipes over two days, um, two from the book and two from the hack shack. Um, and it was just a delight to use the space and use the um, the grills to cook on and the oven to fire things in and the utensils to um, try out and mm-hmm. perhaps invent while we're there, mm-hmm. as is tradition. Um, you always get a good uh, product innovation idea when we go down the forge. Um, and then off the back of that, uh, we actually went to visit one of the people from the cookbook, um, Mick Weston, the hunter-gatherer cook, um, who has a wonderful setup uh, somewhere on the south coast. Somewhere that's near near Brighton. Yeah. um, Where he essentially has a little retreat where people can go and learn uh, hunter-gathering and (laughs) bushcraft and fire management and foraging and the skinning and preparation of animals for eatering. Uh, and we were just treated to a day of wonderful food and um, wholesome activities around being a hunter-gatherer. Nice. Yeah, that's a, a lovely way of putting it. Um, I will add a little bit more onto that. Basically, uh, it was about six solid days of lighting fires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, no, I, I will add more to this uh, when it comes back around to me. But, Brad, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, not lighting fires, because no. we are in the season of very high winds, and our state is made out of tinder, as far as I know. Uh, I've been working on the kitchen space a little bit more. I made some doors for the front of the cabinetry, just because visually I didn't like looking at the sink and I didn't like looking at the washing machine. So, fun little thing I was chatting with Steve about in the pre-show, but I don't like working with wood because <laughs> when you cut it, it gets all squirrely, and also you can't just go to the big box store and buy like specific sizes of wood, especially inexpensive wood. Like You can buy f- cheap pine. It's, it's gone up in price, but, you know, it'll be a a half inch by one inch piece and it'll be shaped like a banana. <laughs> so somehow getting that to uh, look nice, I don't know, look nice and finish up uh, well enough to fit the aesthetic has been a bit of a bother. I don't like woodworking, but we're getting through it and I'm almost done. Uh, beyond that, I, I've had to have a decent amount of sit downs with the old computer Dora because I think in typical spring cleaning fashion, I'm dealing with tax season, bills. I have way more footage to edit than I have time for right now because I get so distracted not wanting to edit and just wanting to work on the house. But we got to keep bills paid and do the other works that needs doing. 
Um, so today will probably be another day of that. And I think the most uh, energetically taxing thing I've done in the last week was help move a bunch of garbage yesterday because the poop house still has plenty of trash and things that <laughs> need to be organized. Uh, and there's no way that Jess would have been able to do it without having an extra vehicle. So she asked if I could come over and help for a little bit. We have this guy who she just nicknamed Dumpster Dave because he just drops a dumpster off and then you fill it and he makes the garbage disappear. Nice. Fantastic human that he is. But because of the windiness, uh, it was really fun to move sheet goods yesterday and like rotted out four by eight sheets of plywood that are, I think, 50% sand. And 50%, I don't know, you could see all the laminations and you kind of grab onto a piece and it would just break off because it's been sunbaked for 20 years. Is this not why, why Jesus invented fire to get rid of stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I wasn't going to necessarily uh, mention that to Jess. I'm just gonna, I would just light <laughs> all of this on fire. <laughs> it was me. Make all this go away. Yeah. <laughs> Make it all disappear. Um, so that was genuinely like... It's always kind of silly and fun, but uh, hopefully we'll all see a bit of an update soon. I drove my truck in a circle yesterday in the middle of her property. I, I can physically drive the truck all the way through it, which a year ago, <laughs> like absolute impossibility. And now she's done such a good job that nice. um, I pulled my truck like back into the property and was like, hey, I can just pull it back here and we'll load it. <laughs> From right here, it's a nice feeling. So, not my house, but just need to see some progress yesterday. Apart from it's American, you're not allowed to reverse park. Um, <laughs> you reminded me. You reminded me, Brett. Uh, I also did a slightly responsible computer-based adult thing. Um, mm -hmm. After 38 years on this planet, I finally decided to make a network of text attached storage system to hey. back up all my files because oh wow, I'm always relying on one hard drive yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i fill the hard drive and go what am i going to do now so yeah. um with the help of uh, jamie breaver i set up a nas um which is hopefully going to solve all my storage issues and at the same time i started copying over all my dvds hey There's oh wait, 1988 classic apple seed um i'm currently Ooh, nice. in the anime uh region uh, what else have we got I mean, Versus technically isn't an anime film, but it is produced by manga. So wow. Wait, did we talk about that movie and how no one has really seen it? Nobody's seen that. Dead Leaves, which is a that. cult classic. Um, but anyway, I'm copying over all my DVDs because as much as there is stuff available on streaming services, lots of obscure 90s anime, there is not necessarily uh, there. So I'm uh, just... Filling up those hard drives with shitty old DVD rips, <laughs> which are completely obsolete and painful to watch because they're not in high def. Yeah. Speaking um, of shitty DVD rips, what have you been up to, Steve? Burn. Thanks. I'm working on my segues. I'm sorry. Did that not <laughs> that not go uh, over well? I enjoyed that. Yeah. No. Uh, that was that was good. Um, <laughs> that I, was, I love the fact that, that was you're, good. Yeah. Well, well done, you. Appreciate uh, the effort. I love I love the fact that you're. Um, You've got all this backup space, and 
you're transferring DVDs onto it rather than all of your files and saying that. <laughs> I've so. done the files first. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. Okay. Um, yeah, what have I been up to? Uh, as um, Alphonse says, uh, had him down and we did some filming, um, which was super fun. Uh, and then Sunday left Sussex at like, was it like half seven, eight o'clock, something like that. Uh, and drove along the south coast nice. in glorious weather, loved it, very enjoyable drive. Um, and then went to my first, like, I, I basically I, I've said that I need to do some like regular team sport stuff this year. Um, a just because of actually having a social life and seeing people that aren't, um, the guys I work with, um, and just as like some kind of like regular cardio sort of fitness rather than just lifting big heavy things um so i went and played roller hockey and it was so much fun and i enjoyed it and i fell over so much um but mm -hmm. that was that was a really nice way to spend uh, a sunday although monday tuesday i i discovered that i have muscles that i didn't i didn't know i had because they hurt a lot now um mm -hmm. so yeah that was good fun um but yeah i mean like i think for me like the main the main thing this week has been obviously getting to spend some time with with al um getting to do some fun things um and and yeah going up to to sussex and and doing the whole thing there um it was it was a really enjoyable experience it was kind of weird being up there because the last time i was there he we means were, down there it was no it's up uh the yeah the last time i was there it was uh to work um and even this time like because we couldn't help ourselves could we yeah <laughs> but, well i think it was because we we'd um we'd stayed in the because it's all in this old threshing barn which anybody that knows anything about threshing barns which is obviously everyone um mm -hmm. they're designed to have constant airflow go through them um which means that it was fucking cold um like it to the point where it was colder outside than inside most of the time the other way around yeah colder inside than outside that's what i meant fucking hell um but uh but yeah so we we'd slept uh there on the friday night um for the thing on the saturday and then slept there again saturday night because there was wild cocktails and we didn't want to have to not be able to drink them and then drive home um so part of the agreement was is that when all the chefs and everything turned up saturday morning we'd already have the the fires lit so it was a little wood burner and all of the actual cooking is done on a uh, a wood fire in the kitchen um so we got both of those prepped up and ready um and then they said they wanted an, uh, another fire outside so we lit that one and then there was another like fire thing oven fired wood fired oven thing that they wanted to fire in so we lit that one and then me and i just spent the rest of the day just kind of like tending to all the fires and, and just bear in mind this was without the actual part of the course which was about fire lighting yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we just kept disappearing off to do that um and yeah but it, it was it was really like there was a couple of times where i kind of forgot that i was actually on the course and was able to like jump in and help out and actually have a go at the butchery and everything um but uh but no it was super fun and then saturday night after like got to got to meet some really interesting people which i think we'll probably talk about a bit later on as well um but uh but we we got to 
uh, after everyone else went on, we we all went down the pub with the the guys that work there, um, and just had a bit of a bit of a nice chilled evening there. Um, uh, got to have a drink with everyone else, and then it was me, Al, and uh, one of the chefs, Owen. Um, we're just just chilling out in the pub, um, and then went back, and much to our surprise, uh, well, I had a phone call from Nick, uh, who wanted to speak to Owen because apparently there was a little extra surprise that uh, Nick had for us. So we get back up after Owen's had this phone call with Nick, and uh, and Owen introduced us to the uh, the the concept of the mega bed, um, which is basically just laying all of the blankets down on the floor. Uh, having like one of the benches at the back as a, like a headboard, and we all just got on the floor together uh, and watched. Um, uh, well, they so they've got a projector, so they set this projector up so, so you can watch um, films there. And obviously, I was in charge of picking the film, so we ended up watching The Rock, um, and it was fucking brilliant. Just a few drinks, nice like wood burning stove going. The fact, the fact that the entire day was spent cooking you know high-end haute cuisine beautiful organic food without any tools other than fire yeah right so everything in the kitchen was cooked on the fire um and the whole day was spent in a barn with no mod cons or anything and then at the end of the night was spent watching the rock on disney plus on a projector <laughs> in a barn <laughs> it was fucking great it was uh it was definitely like one of one of those those moments that, that really matter um which segues beautifully into the into today's topic oh, um, that's how you're supposed to do it there we go so i got it uh but yeah so uh i mentioned last i mentioned when i did it um that we'd asked uh the guys in the facebook group if there was any topics or anything that they thought we're really fucking was. milking this aren't we now that was yeah. three weeks in a row yeah, but there's fucking loads of questions. This is this is it for the next All six right. months. That's fucking great. Um, but yeah, so we asked the question, uh, what do you want to hear? Or what, what should we talk about? And everyone's favorite uh, uh, Rasmus. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice and couldn't. Um, but yeah, everyone's favorite Rasmus um, asked the question, what moments really actually matter? Which I think was a, a really good question because all too often people think that you know it's it's a very prescribed thing about what what moments actually matter and it's you know it's it's doing the big flashy things and I think it's actually the moments like us sitting around uh, with Owen sitting around the um, the wood burner just talking life um, like that was that was one of the best moments of the weekend for me, just getting to enjoy that sort of thing. And I think to me, those are the kind of moments that really matter. Yeah. I know we talk about the events specifically pretty often and everybody's been getting more and more excited as they've uh, come to fruition. There's a lot of really good socializing that comes out of uh, planned events, but I think a lot of the things that make my list for the matter or the moments that matter are the ones that are unplanned. There are always something spontaneous or with very little expectation going into it. So even if you just plan on going to an event and going, I don't know, we'll just see what comes out of it. I know I basically did that the first year of Maker Central, but I still had you guys as friends that I got to meet, you know, and people that I could reliably go and know that I would probably get on with. 
Um, you know, going to Anne's recently, that was the first time I had really met her and interacted with her on any kind of personal, non, uh, non-scheduled, non-event-based hangout time. And that was really great. I'll probably put that down as a nice little marker in my life, you know, little experience that I got to have. The even less expected one, because that was that was a little bit of planning and I knew that I was going to be going to Tennessee for it. If you think about, say, when you guys came to gyms for that blacksmithing event and we were all sleeping in the tent and the nights were kind of cold, you know, we were all waking up early in the morning and Red was in the house. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this was Rory's class, right? The yeah. first time you guys came? Um, it was all great. And it was an event that we were all planning on. Now, what I could have never expected is that we would take over the the little blacksmith shop area one evening and play Disney music and pirate music. And we have all the little videos of, you know, red striking and Rory's yelling at people about forge welding. And there's all this beautiful imagery and really like our little crew, our little crew of friends ended up taking over that space for like a half hour. And everybody else was just kind of standing on the outside. And I remember Rory making a comment of like, you guys really listen to this music? And Jimmy just going, oh, this is so stupid. Like, why are you guys listening to it? You know, just giving a shit. And then you made the little clay fools of tools logo guy and he's just sitting in the top and for a moment that i know i will remember for a very long time for a moment i was able to just look and go how the hell did we get all these people in the same place uh, you know it was rory brought a, brought me and al together to begin with and then all of the little stepping stones that brought red jess you me rory tyler bell was there Fuck, you know, like all of these people, it was all of that at that first event. And it was just late at night and we had created a little bit of a vibe for half an hour <laughs> and it was really, really enjoyable. And I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget that because we were all there, but it was a very unplanned moment. I never thought that we would just kind of take over and be a bunch of assholes and Jimmy shop together, <laughs> but we sure did. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I love the fact that you brought that one up and I kind of, it's, it's funny because we, I think me and Al talked about this briefly over the, the few days that he was here. Um, the whole concept of, uh, how the fuck did I end up here? Like what, what series of events brought me to sleeping in a barn in the middle of rural Sussex with a guy from Leeds and, you know, Not drinking Leeds. Yeah, whatever. And uh, and drinking fucking free whiskey sort of thing. Like, it's... Sainsbury's cider, get it right? Yeah, fucking... Oh. <laughs> you and Owen were drinking that. I wasn't. No, I was drinking Sainsbury's cider mixed with Cronenberg. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> fucking hell. Didn't, hang on, didn't you put... Uh, no, uh, and... And some and... chambois or something came with it. No, there wasn't any chambois. There wasn't any creme de chassis. There wasn't any fucking blackcurrant <laughs> cordial. What there was, was Robertson's summer fruit cordial. That's so, it, yes. <laughs> so, so I had a snake bite and tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Want of a yeah. better name for a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Snake bite and tennis? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't fun. know if you... Um, if you know the tradition of a snake bite and black breath. Um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 
but yeah so like doing random shit like that like it's 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 for me it's those moments where you can kind of stop and go how the fuck did i end up here mm-hmm. and like they make the best stories um like all that sort of like the the random convoluted way that that we we end up in those situations and and you know not everyone can always end up in those situations because some people have other responsibilities and things that mean that they can't but i think we've we've kind of preached about it more than once on on this show like sometimes you just got to fucking go for it you've got to put yourself out there and you know, it it might not go well but you've still got an experience at the end of it like it's it's much better to have done that than to 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 not like um it's i th- i I think what I'm trying to say is I think it's nine out of 10. It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk of just putting yourself out there and just can go in. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the same stuff. I'm sorry, Steve, you even mentioned it again just now. We've talked about a lot of these stories over and over again, but I still see moments like this existing in day to day, right? If mm-hmm. you If you went to a shop that you've never been to before, say to buy wood or buy material, you know, just whatever new hardware store, you've never been there before. You don't know anybody. Um, I find that those moments can still kind of happen in those situations and they do end up mattering. They mean something at the end of the day that you took the time to go explore a new space. It may even be the same spray paint can that you would buy at the big box store, but now, you know, the guy behind the counter, his name is Joe. And he will remember you when you walk in and he'll take care of you and he'll make sure that you walk away with everything that you need. Small moments like that still matter to me. Like I'm always looking for those moments of value. Um, And I say value in the sense of, does this pay for my time? Not monetarily, but do I feel fulfilled by by putting my time aside for this venture? I go to the hardware stores now in my local area because it's 30 minutes for me to drive back to Home Depot and there's two small stores down by me. I know that the local one, that's a mom and pop place that's been out here forever. There's three people in there and I have their names written down on my phone because I still haven't quite remembered them yet, but I look at them before I go in there every time because one of the guys knows a ton of plumbing. So that's who I'm asking for when I walk in and he's super nice. And then the lady that works behind the counter and then the older gentleman that does, uh, he, he like knows everything about nuts and bolts and screws. And I'll go, well, what, is this going inside or outside? All right, well, we're going to be looking at this. Well, what's your, are you looking for this specific kind of threading? Okay. I feel like I'm learning so much going there. And when I go to the big box stores in the past, they don't know half of what they're actually talking about or you know they'll look it up on their phone and tell you well it's an aisle four you're like i know it's an aisle four i was asking a more specific question than the geographic location but yes these small moments these small moments of value still mean something to me and it means something that i've i ventured out of the comfort zone to do that even if it is to a store on my own by myself still adds value I'm, I'm with you dude and i'm i'm a big proponent of of the butterfly effect and and how those little moments could lead to little moments and you know yeah. have a bit of a knock-on and, and then eventually you're in a field in upstate new york <laughs> <laughs> um 
and it it kind of it makes me value all moments. So so my 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 stake in this conversation is that all moments matter. And 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 to pick and choose like oh me doing this is not gonna have an effect like like this morning, really trivial. Um just sat working from home in the middle of a meeting, knock on the door. Um, and there's the guys next. The guys next door are uh, digging up the foundations, building a like an extension. Yeah. They've got they've got a little bobcat. Nice. I think it's been sat all weekend, and I think one of the dudes like left one of the lights on or something. It's totally drained. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Um, little diesel thing, and it, it just basically wouldn't start, and got a jumper pack wouldn't start, and then it was just going out, fiddling, you know, playing rich deboss. Yeah. Just you know, working out what, what does it need? Where it needs is a spinny and a fuely, <laughs> and that's by it because it's a diesel, so that's all you need. Um, and basically, what happened did run it dry. Uh, okay. So the so the 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 the, the lines weren't primed. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Fired up. Um, it just sounds super trivial, but it's like so those guys now know what not to do and how to get a bobcat started. Yeah. And now they know that I'm all right next door, and they can come and ask me for stuff. Have you got a, a pipe wrench? We got a wrench. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so just a little thing can then suddenly be, and then and then he's coming around. And he's going like, "Oh, mate, mate, uh, I see you've got the four by fours. And, yeah, yeah, fucking here we go. Um, oh no, where do I get a, a cab cover for my Toyota Hilux? Or something? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, what am I a fucking? Did you see the sign above my door that says? Yeah. Dead Toyota, the Hilux storage. <laughs> um, but, you know, all of a sudden now there's a relationship formed. Yeah. There's banter, there's connections, you know, all because someone's run a, a, a trivial inanimate object out of fuel. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's funny because you, you talk about, like, I, I wanted to loop back. I've got a little note uh, that I want to loop back to, like, these small little no, moments. No. I know uh, these small little no- uh, moments that um, that you don't think matter at the time, but have great little knock-on effects and stuff. Because um, like that, that's a perfect example. Or like you think about that time that you know some random guy off of Instagram was coming down to a local wood- woodworking show and happened to put a story on Instagram, and I was like, dude, that's like ten minutes from me. Why don't I? I'll come and find you and we'll grab a coffee. Uh, and then, what, four years later, I'm sleeping... Still fucking here. Cuddled up with him in a barn in Sussex. <laughs> and um, But, like, it's funny because I, I think um, all too often, and, and I think I, I'm, I kind of even said it uh, earlier on myself, like, all too often people think that it's only those big, uh, big moments that matter. Um, but one of my favourite uh moments um that happened with uh any of us was being excuse me um at Al's place watching Mortal Kombat and I can't remember exactly what it was but it was something that Kano said and both of us just absolutely creased up to the point where we had to rewind it and watch it again and like it's just that thing of like that shared sense of humor and that shared space and time because we could you know if we'd both been watching it at home individually even if we'd been like texting whilst we were doing it it would have just been a lol that was funny sort of message like it wouldn't have been an actual 
a shared moment. Um, so I think was it? Are you sure it wasn't when he ate the turkey leg and then spit it out and it lands in the cup perfectly? <laughs> I think it was when he called. Like he, he he said something to someone and just like what he said was brutal. I think it was at the end of one of his fights. Um, <laughs> but but like I think those the moments that matter to me tend to be moments that are shared. There's very few moments I've had on my own that um, that are that impactful, that important to me. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that that matter to me are tend to be um, shared moments. I mean, obviously, like Brett and I have had less of those than than me and Al, just because he lives on another continent. But you know, we've still had those moments, and they've been fucking great. And it's been really fucking nice being able to spend that time together and chat and enjoy and laugh and have. Um, I say that that those shared experiences and shared moments. I think that's that's to me what 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 really matters Mm -hmm. do you guys think that maybe we put a bit too much stock into developing those like specifically with people that we either consider friends or like part of our normal social loop and i present this to you um based on let's do the movie reference of um about time if if you guys have ever seen this movie about time, it's Donald Gleason and um, Rachel McAdams. It's genuinely an amazing movie. It is so well done. And yes, it's a romantic comedy and I'm not the biggest fan of those, but that movie is fucking brilliant. Everybody should watch it. Um, anyway, no spoilers or anything like that, but there is a, uh, there's a moment that comes up or a conversation that comes up about, how you interact with say the barista at a coffee shop or somebody you're chatting with on the phone from the internet service provider, you know, whatever it is, somebody you're never going to interact with again, but you have the opportunity to Steve is very excitable about this situation. But my question to you guys is, do we put too much stock into the people that are in our normal social circle, or should we also pay attention a little bit more to how we have these moments, these meaningful moments, talking to somebody that we may never interact with again. And I I have just spent multiple phone calls in the last couple of days for long periods of time talking to people that work for the county. I'll never meet them. I'll never meet them. But there is a choice that I make when I talk to those people that when they go, hi, uh, what are you calling about today? I'm like, hi, what's your name? And they're like, oh, uh, Jennifer. And I'm like, Jennifer, how are you doing today? Yeah. Because they never get that. And no one gives a shit about them. And it's meaningful. They <laughs> share like 30 seconds of interaction to go, I know you're a person. How are you today? Yeah. I mean, I, I think like we've, we've talked about it a little bit before as, as well. But like I'm, I'm a big fan of being being nice to people. Like it's it's one of the criteria I use to, to kind of suss someone out is how they treat um, like servers and waiters and, and things like that. Um, and, and how they treat like retail staff. Um, and yeah, I think it is really important to, to, to be like, like mostly because when I was growing up, most of my friends were the ones that were working coffee shops and stuff like that. So afterwards I, I was always nicer because you know, I worked in that industry as well. And then um getting to the point where i didn't i didn't know anyone that worked in that shop or in, in even in that town center but 
I appreciated it from I appreciated their position sort of thing and I understand that you know they like you say they're people too they deserve to be treated with um respect um so I always made a point of of engaging in the conversation and that has paid dividends so many times um but on uh Saturday night um we were again stood around me me Alan Owen and we were t telling stories about something and I can't remember how the fuck we got onto the subject but uh years and years ago when we were still living at the farm um there was a cold caller called up uh asking to speak to dad he was out milking the cows so i was like oh sorry the guy's uh he's he's out milking he's um, engaged yeah and the guy was like what what do you mean he's out milking i was like it's you know, look at the address this is manor farm it's it's a working <laughs> farm he's out milking cows and the guy on the end of the phone was just like hang on no wait what do you mean he's milking cows the guy lived uh, lived in London and had no idea where milk came from or anything. So we ended up having like a, a good 15-minute conversation uh, on the phone about farming and about what it was like living in the countryside versus living in the city and all of this. And at the end of the conversation, he genuinely turned around and said, you know what, this phone call is probably going to get me fired, but it's been great and it's absolutely worth it. <laughs> I was like, thanks, mate. This is, you know, this has made my day. I've had, I, I've gone from being kind of, in a bit of a bit to actually being in a really good mood and yeah like and you that have a, you have this weird memory of this now yeah that's, that's, that's a moment that is. yeah because it's it's something that you know it's it's a story that i will randomly be like oh yeah this fits in and and be able to tell <laughs> that's it so good. and yeah i think so you can't put the fucking effort into string a conversation together with us two but you'll happily talk to a cold call <laughs> <laughs> that's because at least he was nice you guys are mean to me all the time. <laughs> But, um, well, I, I appreciate that, though, so much. Just the idea that there are these small moments that can matter. Like putting, I, I bring it up again, but the putting too much stock into these, like it has to be something big. Or like you said a minute ago, some big, some flashy, something that yeah. is going to take months. No, it could be a 30 second long interaction. And it could be valuable. It could be meaningful. It could do something for your day you know go ahead Al. sorry i'll raise you brett go on so there's a temptation to make the, the like you say the things that matter to be like epically big right mm -hmm. but the flip side of that is like oh make them like esoterically small like they, they have to be like profound or anti-profound like they're yeah. the only two things that we can like talk about some moments the matter is where you do fuck all yeah where you just absolutely nothing happens, you don't take anything away from it, and you just mm -hmm. realize that actually you don't have to stress about shit, mm -hmm. and you don't have to take not every valuable moment in your life is 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 a lesson learned or or um, uh, another tool in your you know we always talk about tools in your arsenal you know because <laughs> we're obsessed with learning we're obsessed with developing ourselves but sometimes you just need to do nothing and that, that that's a moment that matters as well where yeah. nothing happens and you don't get anything yeah no i i agree i and i think because my instant reaction to to rasmus's original question was that it's uh the ones that are important to you and not to anybody else um because everyone's different everyone's going to have something that matters to them that isn't necessarily going to be that important to someone else mm -hmm. and you know two people can share a moment and it be completely trivial and unimpactful and unimportant to to one party but can be 
extremely important to to the other like it's and it's not for you to decide um what's important to to someone else or what actually actually matters (laughs) to someone else like it's 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 entirely down to to you (laughs) probably thought you were going to go into the gandalf speech (laughs) yeah well i almost i almost did but i've been um yeah i've been told off from doing too many voices (laughs) for listeners that don't like them um so anyway yes these these small moments these let's say insignificant moments to anybody else just based on that line of thinking is that why we we adhere to these like special or meaningful moments when somebody else like thinks outside of themselves to do something meaningful and special for you is that why that instantly creates that connection like if al I'll put Jamie Dodgers on the bed at his place when I showed up last time because he was like, I know you like these. So here's like, I, I made the bed up for you and there's a <laughs> load of Jamie Dodgers here. That was really, really sweet to do. But also like sitting out behind your place the first time when it was just me and you and we sat out back and had like an hour long conversation about nothingness or life in general. I don't know. It's all kind of nothingness, but then we went to the pub and we also talked a little bit more about those. Like it doesn't have to be these, these exchanges of monetary, uh, any exchange of money for time, right? I find these, these special moments that come from somebody else, like taking recognition of something that is meaningful to you, that will add value. Most people think inside themselves, and that's fine to be, let's say, selfish. But I sometimes equate, and this is to a fault, I sometimes equate these moments of somebody doing something nice for me, which I take as super, super meaningful. And they're like, oh, I didn't even know you really liked that. Oh, shit. I totally thought this was like a special moment we were sharing. It turns out Al just bought me jammie dodgers because that was the thing that was available down the road. (laughs) I know that's not the case, but I I try and go I I go back and forth between these moments of like I get a little too invested. I think this means something, but at the end of the day, it doesn't. And very often, it's the it is those little small things. So I like those little small things. So I also put Jeremy Dodgers on Steve's pillow because he can't eat gluten, and I hate him. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it goes back to Rasmus's point. It's like what matters to you, hmm. and and is it is it what is it what matters to me, or is it what I think will matter to you, Brett? Do you know what I mean? Or are those two intrinsically linked? Like mm-hmm. it matters to me because it matters to you, and then I think that's when you involve other people, and it's not just about like like moments that matter to me. I really like, you know, a, a ritual of of flicking the the kettle off before it boils you know that's a moment that matters to me it's really trivial and arbitrary but that that gets me pumped (laughs) just catching it in time yeah but like that's totally my own little world and very insular and is totally relevant to everyone else but if 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 the question is what matters to you you know you've, you've got two ways it's like is it is it a selfish thing it doesn't have to be indulgent but is it just about me or is it about it matters to me even if it involves someone else Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like the way the, the the thing that I was going to say is I don't think you even necessarily need to be involved in the moment 
if that makes sense you, it can literally be a moment that you observe um and schrodinger's dodges exactly but like seeing someone else do something nice for someone is, Ooh, is one nice. of those things. oh so even just as an observer as, as the watcher yeah, yeah. just as a complete observer like the amount of times that i've seen especially um like working in bars and pubs and stuff like the amount of like just things that i've seen when i've been at a point where i'm like i fucking hate humanity we are the worst and things that have genuinely restored my faith in humanity just because you know, someone's not even um not even intentionally gone out of their way to to help someone else or do something else but they've just instinctively helped another person or done mm -hmm. something nice for another person um and like especially if they've they've done something but they've not taken credit for it or they've you know they've 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 done it and kind of like almost done it in secret and just helped this other person out and and done those little things that just help each other out like moments mm -hmm. like that i fucking treasure they are extremely important to me even if i'm not anything to do with it i'm just the observer um and yeah and again that's an entirely individual thing and i think it is very much down to to yourself it's it's what's important for you like what's important for what's important for <laughs> one of us might not be that important for someone else and it's it's very hard to to quantify what's important because let's say to me like it, it might be a case of um like like brett said like uh you putting jammy dodges on his pillow is really important and like it it, it actually mattered to him whether that was your intention or not doesn't really matter it, it matters to him so therefore it is an important moment um but you couldn't say like right well every time uh brett stays somewhere there has to be jammy dodgers on his pillow like that's like, <laughs> well, we didn't go on stage that night <laughs> <laughs> but you know like it's if he was to do that and prescribe it, it it would become it would lose its importance i think those like for me generally those moments that matter are um fucking hell <laughs> uh yeah generally those those moments that matter are the ones where it's it's not contrived it's not uh premeditated it's it's just something that's that's fucking spiffing <laughs> Oh, have we got an order? You're on mute. mute. Azab. Azab. Uh, which means that you, my friend, are first. I would like to spiff. Uh, one of the rare occasions is where somebody has made the successful transition from the world of sports entertainment into Hollywood. Um, and John Cena has kind of danced around the uh, yeah. the edges of action comedies, as is usually tradition for wrestlers. Um, and I took the plunge and made a gamble on watching Peacemaker. Oh my uh, god! When we were with Steve, and I've got to say, it's one of the best TV shows I've watched in a very long time. It was um, fucking brilliant. If you have access to hbo i think it's on in the states or it's, it's just on sky in the uk um it's really refreshing it kind of very tongue-in-cheekily just washes over <laughs> the whole snyderverse and yeah. all the nonsense suicide squad silly movies 
Um, I mean, the the opening scene to the first episode is previously on Suicide Squad, <laughs> <laughs> where they recap the entire movie in about thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, scene is great in it. Really good actor. Um, actual has range. Shows shows sort of vulnerability and sensitivity and, yeah. and passion. Um, it's not what you expect. It's really good. It's really funny. Really violent. It's kind of like a. a a Pepsi Boys, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. And yeah. I can't wait to watch the next episode. Yeah, good chat, man. So I... Peacemaker. Yes. I, that... If not, just just watch the opening credits and turn it off. You'll oh, be satisfied. Fucking I was just about to say, like, just the opening credits is glorious. Let alone like just there's so many bits in it that were just like properly laugh out loud funny. Um yeah, so yeah, very good shout. I will, I will concur with that. Um, what was he about Azab? Uh, that means I am next. Um, and I am going to go for a twofer because I, I'm like that. Um, but yeah, so we were, um, I'm going to set the scene a little bit. Uh, we were having our, our main meal on Saturday, um, when we're at Hunter Gather. And, you know, there's, there's like what, 20 something other people there um so we're sat on these big tables um we're kind of like paired off in groups and we were sat with it was me al there was uh another gentleman whose name i've forgotten but who was supposed to be there with his partner but she couldn't come because she was ill i think um so he'd kind of like latched on to to me and al and he was he was actually like he super posh voice but like just the nicest guy like i'm really really glad that we got chatting to him uh early on um yeah, he was great fun. Uh, and then there was another couple that was sat next to us, and they, um, like, we'd, we'd interact with them a little bit uh, throughout the day. But I can't remember what the the other guy asked, but he asked something, and we we started talking about the maker community. And um, the the guy from the couple, his like, oh, sorry, the girl from the couple, it hit her eyes, kind of lit up, and she just like looked round at him, like, uh, "Are you listening to this?" And he he kind of was like, "Oh." He, these guys are talking about something that I might be interested in. It was obviously a totally new concept to them, the fact that there was a community of people who liked making things around the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they had no idea. Um, and so they kind of, like, I, I, I can't remember exactly what they asked, but they they kind of, like, jumped in. Um, and then that was it. The The conversation just started flowing. We were all chatting. We were all enjoying it. Um, turns out that he does uh, interior restorations for, for classic cars, mostly for very high-end um, British classics, but for pretty much anything and everything. So um, re- restoring the walnut trim on a Bentley, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And does like all the leather work and everything as well. Um, and she does uh, automotive photography, which obviously I was like, Oh, hello. I want to know more about this. Um, and both of them were just really fucking lovely people. Um, and it just made that, that whole meal went from it being kind of like me and Al, having a meal and him getting his gravy poured in a teapot. In fact, we both got our gravy poured in a teapot. Um, and like this other That's guy kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, and this other guy kind of like joining in as well to all of a sudden it was all five of us all getting really enthusiastic and and talking about it and, and all being passionate about the things that we were talking about. Um, and it was it was so nice because weirdly enough, the the other guy, he, he went from... Uh, I think it was doing carpentry and like cabinet cabinetry 
So then going out to like the Swiss Alps and doing like full refits on um, like cabins and stuff like that, and then ended up going into IT, whereas obviously I went the other way. Um, so that was like a, a fun conversation to have. Um, but yeah, these two, uh, it is um, uh, Scott and I'm just going to double check this. Yeah, Scott and Rachel. Um, and they're just a couple of really, really nice people. Um, the the photography that Rachel does is stunning. Um, it's it's very product photography sort of stuff, um, but obviously automotive, um, which uh, I enjoy a lot. But, um, but yeah, Scott's stuff as well. The the work that he does is so like beautifully crafted. Um, and if you if you have a look, there's a lot of like the leather work that he's been doing for um, for the the interior seats and stuff like that. Um, but it's because his story was really interesting because he basically went into a um, uh, a, a garage um, workshop uh, to ask for a job, and basically walked in and went, "Hello, mate." Have you got any jobs going? And uh, and the guy that owned it said two things. Firstly, never call me mate again. Secondly, make a cup of tea. And that was it. Then then he had the job. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we might even potentially maybe get him on at some point and maybe go down and have a look at his his workshop. Because yeah, he started off as an apprentice. He's now got, I think, seven people working under him. Um, but yeah, he is SM as in Sierra Mike underscore trimming on Instagram. And Rachel is uh, RP Automotive Photography, all one word. Um, obviously, links will be in the shows. But yeah, both lovely people. So go check them out. Give them some love. Um, and if you happen to have a high-end British classic car that you would like to be uh, restored, then, uh, yeah, maybe give them a shout. I, I doubt very much anybody listening to this does, but you never know. Um, yeah, that was that was them. Uh, Brett, what about you? Who would you like to spiff? Well, I think this is long overdue from my end. But for any of you that want to get into more metalwork and think that forging is just not feasible for you or like, oh, man, everything has to be so big and I have to move all this big steel around. I would like to turn your attention to a man named Jeff DeBoer. DeBoer? DeBoer. DeBoer? DeBoer. Yes. His Instagram handle will be in the show notes. Jeff DeBoer Sculpture. He is currently working on his, I don't know how many, set of armor for a taxidermied mouse. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> the gentleman is just doing some fantastic work. Uh, it's all this small scale, very intricate, very beautifully detailed. He did like samurai armor set, uh, semi recently. I have no idea what gets somebody into this kind of thing, but he's using like copper and brass and sheet steel and all kinds of different things. Uh, shows a little bit of the process in different photos and is so good. It's so good. And it almost makes me, like, I'll say jealous because I don't mean anything uh, condescending by using that term. But, like, why the fuck didn't I think of that? That's, I want to be doing that. I want to be taking, uh, you know, if an unfortunate situation of a Gary meeting his end, which happens yearly, I would love to just 
have a taxidermy Gary that I make armor sets for. That makes sense to me. And then it maybe wouldn't take uh, years of work like Al had to do for Full Metal Al. You get to work small scale and put a ton of time into the detail of it. So Jeff DeBoer Sculpture on Instagram. Holy crap. Yeah. Sets of armor yeah. for tiny creatures. I think that's that's a great shot. I'm just looking through this page at the moment. There's some awesome stuff on it. Although I uh like one of the things I found, like having done like big scale stuff and smaller scale stuff, is it still normally takes just as fucking long. Shh, don't tell people that. Don't tell people but, that. But it is far more accessible. Um, you are right. And and I fucking love doing small scale stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Small scale stuff like that. Um because it's armor. Because because it's, it's but I know it's it's just scale. Yeah. Ooh. There's some quite large stuff as well, like the stuff on the side of a building. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. his or but yeah. Uh very, very cool. Good, good shout. I I am definitely giving that a follow. Oh, and he's, got, he's got some they're not Warhammer figurines, but he's got some little tiny figurines as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so that is it. Is there any other business from either of you? Not that's from a, me. That's a look of maybe from Al. Go and buy a pasta chopping board, rolling board off Franco because the yes. glorious. Although I, I think he's like I think he's stopped selling them. As in, like he's going to do another batch soon. Uh, I don't know if he's still selling them or not because I only I found don't. out that he he was even selling them uh, when he put a post up saying thanks everyone for buying them. I was like, I didn't know they were for sale. Um, but yeah, good good shout because uh, even if you don't buy one from this batch, I'm sure he's going to be doing some more and they are looking glorious. Um, I had something as well. What did I have? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, no, I, I know what I, I was going to say. Uh, I think it was Mr. John D. Harvey said it in the Facebook chat, but I just wanted to reiterate it on the podcast. Um, just a, a thank you to Al for all of the hard work that he's been putting into the make for makers. Uh, Get it right. Thing, make with makers. Fuck you. Uh, make with makers thing that's going on at Maker Central because he has been working his little tushy off uh, getting everything organized. Um, and he's done a fucking astounding job. So bravo. Uh, yeah, that's it, though. So until next time, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Mundra Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skullens Bay 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Razor beams, better than fireballs, you fucking pussy. <laughs> uh, brilliant. That's my favorite one so far. Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, we are Fools with Tools or FW, FWT podcast everywhere. Um, so, yeah, until next time, we love you all and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. What is that from, Al? Well, it's the line from Mortal Kombat that Steve couldn't remember. Yeah. That's what it was? <laughs>